Bam! January 28th, Eastern Standard Time. 12.58 in the AM is the first time I'm coming to you in 2023. So many insignificant activities have transpired in my life. But I'm still here. I like to start off with a bit of a conspiracy theory. I don't know if you all, well, I'm sure you all saw it. It was all over the news. It was all over everything. Um, Buffalo Bills player, uh, DeMar Hamlin, I believe the young man's name was. I, I must admit I was unfamiliar with who he was um, prior to the catastrophic injury that occurred on the field. Um, I have a theory, though. I don't know if I'm right. I hope I'm not right. But after seeing that young man's lifeless body collapse and furthermore him needing um, CPR on the field, something that is unprecedented, something that we've never seen before. Or at least, let me not speak for everybody. It's something that I personally have never seen before in a professional arena such as the NFL, let's say. Um, especially not on, on, on um, national TV. And soon after, um, I realized that this young man had a foundation that had not that had not raised uh, very much money prior to his injury, which is neither here nor there as it relates to this theory that I'm talk I'm talking about. Um, now let's get this straight. I am one of those conspiracy theorists. I am one of those people that believe that the government and the federal government hide things from us on the regular. I believe that they don't trust us to be grown ups and for us to process. Um, things that happen in everyday life, right? So now that we got that out of the way, has anybody actually seen this young man since? The reports say that initially he was in ICU and secondarily, he was making a great recovery. He was speaking on his own or better yet, he wrote something on a chalkboard. It, it's great. He wrote something on a chalkboard and said that, you know, did his team win the game? And the doctors wrote back, you won the game. You won at the game of life. Which, of course, holds significance toward bearing the fact that he's still alive. That he, he, he's, still, he's still living. As a great and kind gesture, the NFL agreed to, not the NFL, excuse me, the Buffalo Bills agreed to pay his salary in its entirety. Which is awesome. That same foundation that I'm talking about went from raising a few hundred dollars, let's say, I'm guesstimating to like a couple of hundred thousand. America poured his heart out, and that's absolutely great. Um, some compassion and in, in the compassion in the midst of, of real tragedy uh, feels great. It feels great. It looks great. Everybody knows that love is the cure for all ailments. But I, I digress when I say that I don't believe and I hope that I'm wrong and I'm not wishing this on anyone. But again, I'm just here giving you my, my honest thoughts. I don't believe that that young man has survived. We have seen nothing from him. And I mean nothing at all. They gave us a presentation of a young man that seemed to be of his likeness last week uh, when the Buffalo Bills lost to the Cincinnati Bengals, which was an actually, which was actually a, a 
a rematch of the game that they ended up not playing due to the tragedy that we're talking about. But they gave it, it was a young man who had his likeness and it was blurry and it was at a distance and he was up in like the, in the box seats and the, and the cheap, in, excuse me, in the expensive seats, the cheap seats. He was in the expensive seats behind a glass and you couldn't really tell who he was. Um, I, I sincerely believe that that young man didn't make it. And you say, why would his family go for that? Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. If something tragic happens to me and this energy, I hope my family takes the money too. Truthfully speaking, I'm already gone. And nothing is going to bring me back. And in the event of my untimely demise and the tragic death that I suffer, I would hope that my family is compensated handsomely to the point that my children and my children's children never have to worry about money again. Let us move on. Christmas. Christmas was a hell of a time. Before I get to that, before I get to the holidays, um, everybody knows that I have a Pitbull American Bulldog mix, but I also um, had a Yorkie. Pure breed Yorkie. Yorkshire Terrier. He's since passed away. And this makes me very, very, very sad. This is the dog that originally made me a dog person. Man, when I tell you I love this dog, I'm telling you I adored the ground that this dog walked on. Perro, rest in peace. Um, he was anemic and he needed a blood transfusion. Um, upon that, Christy took him in and they said he had cancer and they were still gonna do the blood transfusion and then he'd be able to go home and, and, and be comfortable. Um, he, was having a he was having trouble um, moving his bowels and just very lethargic. And he didn't make it through the night. Didn't even get a chance to come home. Um, I used to think that the way people love dogs in this way was, I thought it was some white people stuff, not racist. But just culturally speaking, I thought it was just some white folk stuff. But man, between that Yorkie and, and my pit, I'm going to tell you, if I would have had these dogs first, I probably would not have had children. Um, the way these dogs love us as humans, we don't deserve it. And today in the Bruce in the Bruce P Chronicles, let me tell you about this damn dog I got. So, I take this fool with me just about everywhere. Uh, I don't need no chick. I don't need no old lady. My dog is my companion. I know it sounds weird. Some weird shit. But um, I really do. Like I, I love this dog. He is. He has become my right hand. And that's why this story is so shocking. So me and my right hand are out and about in the city dropping off those new Gallo softballs. She get yourself some. 80 beans a dozen. $7 a ball. Six for 40. Ooh, 
The performance of Nice Pelotas is absolutely banger. Shout out to the homie Tank for getting us right. Shout out to the homie Serge for the research and development. So me and Bruce are coming back from deliveries. He's drinking water in his bowl, which when we get to the top of the stairs, the way that my home is configured, get to the top of the stairs, you go to the right and to the end of that wall up against my office is where I keep his, his bowl of food and his water. So he's going to get some water. He bangs that right. I bang a left and I go sit on my bed. And as I sit on my bed, I look at his, his blanket because you know this food on torn up uh, $400 or $500 worth of beds. So he just got a, a quilt now, a blanket. And I don't bother this blanket unless... I'm washing this nasty motherfucker because the blanket gets nasty. I wake up at three in the morning and I see this fool making eye contact with me on some weird homosexual shit looking at me while he hunching the goddamn mattress. Hard dick, fucking dick and dick and balls, pit bull juice all over the motherfucking mattress. I barely like to touch this motherfucker. And when I do, I take it outside and I hold it down because I'm not putting that nasty shit in my washing machine. Let us move on. I look at this fucking quilt comforter, whatever you want to call it. Dog, it, the fucking blanket looks like my jack off rag that I kept in high school on the nightstand next to the bed. Hey, don't judge me. It's mine. So boom. I look at the fucking, the comforter and it's like a big ass hump in it. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, the fuck is going on? I raise it up to look underneath it. Now, Bruce lives a very good posh lifestyle. He only chews on the finest of bully sticks. He's got bully sticks for days underneath this shit. So, boom, immediately I realize that all the bully sticks that I'm giving this fool, he doesn't eat them. He takes them and stashes them and stores them underneath his blanket because he has that predacious instinct and that digging instinct to think that he's digging in the ground and he's actually putting his bones which are very symbolic for being his bully sticks underneath the fucking comforter so as i'm raising up i'm looking at it i'm like look at all these fucking bully sticks and i pick them all up it takes two hands as i'm picking it up i look i don't even look first i just hear Arr. yo Bruce coming. He sounded like a choo-choo train. I'm looking at him like, like he got contraband. Or like he a teenager involved in some gang shit. And I'm like, bro, why you got a pistol in your room? And he looking at me like, Pops, why you going through my shit? And I'm like, this is my house. Why you got a pistol in here? And he like, but why you going through my stuff? I need privacy. It's my room. Lil Daddy was coming. I stood up and grabbed the stepladder. I grabbed the stepladder because I was tightening up some shit on my ceiling fan. Well, I wasn't tightening up some shit. I was changing the bulb. And, you know, on the outside of the bulb is that shell. You got to screw it in and out on the sides in order to get the fucking to get the cover of the light down. You take the fucking light bulb off, screw the light bulb back in. And I, I needed the step to get up there. Fucking five nine. Fuck you. Needed the step. Thank God for the step because immediately I went into action. Swung into action. Grabbed that fucking... Um, ladder with my left hand and I shielded him away back Bruce back back he mad as hell and mind you in my right hand 
I still have all these bully sticks. And my left hand, I'm shielding him off. Now, admittedly, I played high school sports, all of the high school sports. And in basketball, yeah, the BAM left hand left a lot to be desired. The BAM left hand was a little weak going to the glass. So Bruce, you know, you know, like Quasimodo, like the Quasimodo uh, character that was in the movie 300. When Leonidas came up and he was like, your sword in your right hand is excellent. Now block with the shield. And Quasimodo put his left arm up, but it was weak. So when Leonidas hit it, it was clack and the shit dropped. That's how my left arm was. I can't protect the Spartan to my left. The chain is only as strong as the weakest link. And my left arm was the weakest link. Bruce came through that mug. I'm trying to ward and fend him off. He knocks. He gets through it. I drop the damn the ladder. He grabs the wrist. Now, I got a whole bunch of military bracelets. And um, I got the chain from a tanker that the homie Surge got me. Uh, I got one of those little tiny glasses on a string that got a picture of me and my dad and my sister and a warrior bracelet and he grabbed that shit and like barely broke the skin with my left hand with the right hand ken ryu akuma from street fighter oh you can i hit him with the uppercut to the ribs Bam! down goes frazier down goes frazier bruce let's go and i'm like out now, through all of this stuff, he's not listening to anything because if he was listening to something, he would have never attacked me. But he, he listened to the out command. So immediately he went to run off to go to the stairs, to go downstairs, to go out to the back sliding glass door. But he gets to the stairs and he comes back and I'm like, oh, fuck. Round two, fight. This is what I mean when I tell you that Bruce is with the right family. This little fat motherfucking dog ran back. To grab a bully stick. Goes down the stairs. Do, 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 do. He's standing. Now Jojo's like, what the hell going on up there? I look at my, my wrist. I got a couple of pieces of broken skin. One was a little bit deep. I'm looking at it. I go downstairs. Now I don't know if I'm going to try to fuck him up. I don't know if we going two rounds. But I go downstairs just as like Jojo's getting to the sliding glass door and I kind of nudge Jojo out of the way. And as I nudge him out of the way, I'm standing over, I'm towering over Bruce and he looks up. But past me in the distance. Fucking dog so smart. He knew he fucked up. He couldn't even look me in the face. I let his monkey ass outside. I let him outside. I got to cool off. I go upstairs, get in the shower, wash my balls. That's what that's that's what Jojo tells me when I'm stanking, when I just came from a hard day's work. And I, well, not work because I ain't really worked in a month. But you know what I mean? When I'm stanking, I don't came from running or riding a bike or some shit or oh, electric scooter. Now I'm, I don't step my game up. Jojo like pops. Stop cooking food because that's the first thing I do when I get home. Stop cooking food. Go upstairs and wash your balls. And I'm like. Would you like for me to get naked now so you can see them, sir? Everybody needs to know where they come from. <laughs> Anywho. I cool off. I put on a shirt. 
pair of shorts, some funky socks. You know, I keep my sock game together. My coach flip-flops. Listen, when I tell you I've been rocking these Hoochie Daddy shorts, your boy got some nice legs. And I usually rock them, like, with no draws. Ring, ding, dong. Ring, a ding, 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 dong. I go downstairs. I'm so hot, I don't even want to let this badass motherfucker in the house. So I get the leash and I walk around to the back door. I walk around to the back door and I got to jimmy and shimmy it because I forgot that they just came. The homeowners association just came and it's a new latch on it. And that's not a hero there. But I get in there and he's got his head down. I latch him up on the leash. Now we walked a long way through the backside of my complex all the way to the sports complex where we play softball. Where I, in fact, commenced to running the absolute shit out of him. I run him so much and so hard that by the time we get home, by the time we finish running, I gotta, now I gotta take him back home. I was gonna call Jojo and tell him to come pick us up, but nah, I ain't tired. I ain't been running all that time. We walking home. I'm just about dragging this fool behind me. We get to the house, I put him back in the backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time that I made my Pedro sleep outside. And he cried and he whimpered all night long. I'm here to tell you that I don't know whose feelings were hurt more that evening. Me or him, because the backyard is directly underneath my bedroom direct correlation to my window. I ain't sleep a wink. Next morning I get up, I go stand at the sliding glass door and he's laying there. He don't see me. I kind of see him laboring a bit as he's breathing. So I tap the door. He stands up real quick, puts his head down in shame, walks around a little bit to the edge of the gate to take a leak. And I notice that he's he's kind of favoring one side. I'm like, shit, I done hurt the dog. I punched him. So I get up and I take his bad ass to the vet. Go to the vet and sure enough, the dog has bruised ribs. Damn. I done hurt my dog. That could be D-O-G as in my four-legged friend. Or that could be D-A-W-G. Like my homeboy. I done hurt my dog. And I felt like that scene in Bad Boys. When Martin's like, I apologize. Because I acted up. But then that don't give you the right. But then I still acted. Boom! Woosah, motherfucker! He acted up. So on the way home, I felt so bad for him that I stopped at the complex and ran his ass again. Got him home, some fresh water in this bowl. And since that day, he has been trying to give me peace offerings. Bringing his bully stick, putting it on my bed while I'm laying down. Very gently laying his head in my lap, putting his, his, his uh, indestructible... Kong bone in my lap. And I ain't going for it. I ain't going for it. I'm still pissed off. I'm still pissed off. 
Sometimes it be your own people. This Monday, after another month-long hiatus, and I do mean a month, month being six weeks, give or take, I'm going to return to my nine to five. I'm going to give it another shot. I have entered my 26th rotation around the sun with the federal government and the post office, and I'm struggling, and I'm striving, and I'm trying, but I'm still struggling to give them these last four years. I want to give them 30. But I'm also pushing to try to get this military disability done because the day that it gets done. I have a dream. The day that it is done, I'm gone. Whatever penalty I got to suffer in that retirement, 5% per year, I believe. I'm four years short. I'm going to lose 20%, maybe a little bit more in penalties. I'm going to lose a quarter of my retirement, which is already blase squash. It's not really good. But I dream of a condo on Cocoa Beach. I'm going to buy one and I'm going to rent one. I'm going to buy one. That's the one that my sister Kimberly is going to live in. Because I, I can't, can't imagine going anywhere without her. And then the one next door is the one I'm going to rent for myself. It's going to be on the balcony standing over the ocean. Open the door every day, and me and Bruce gonna catch a lot of fresh air. Everywhere that I go, I'm gonna go on my bicycle. I'm gonna sell everything I got. And ride my bike everywhere. I'm gonna have a little smart car. You motherfuckers gonna be laughing at me. I'm gonna have like a little two-door electric Prius or some shit like that. That's gonna stay plugged up in the garage. You motherfuckers gonna be laughing at my thick ass in that little car looking like grape ape, but I don't, I don't give a fuck. Everywhere I go, me and my dog gonna walk. I'm telling you, I'm gonna have on the shortest shorts you ever seen in your life. I'm gonna squat every day, do legs every day. I'm gonna ride my bike every day. I'm telling you, my legs gonna be dreamy like Marty McFly, Calvin Klein. Circle back to the future. Every morning, I'm going to wake up and shave my head clean and bald. I've been rocking like this fireman's handlebar mustache. I'm not shaving it. Not shaving it. That's how I'm going to rock it up there in Cocoa Beach. Short shorts, t-shirt on. I'm going to start rocking that, 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 that baby oil and that lotion that the strippers be using. With the glitter in it. I'm going to look like Xerxes from 300. Golden brown rotisserie on both sides. Bam.